Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. My goal, quote-unquote, is to have this up and ready for you as you wake Wednesday morning, for those of you who like to do early morning listening. But I'm recording this on Tuesday. We are launching into a 24-plus hour, which I'm surprised it was supposed to be raining already, uh, moment in time with a lot of wind. So the uh, probability of me getting this up in the morning is zero since some of it requires me to stand outside and hold the phone in the middle of the road a ways away from where I'm recording it. With that, I'm also going to qualify that Haven is awake and in crazy mode and, well... We're just going to do the best we can. Uh, I'm coming to you from my tiny trailer or my large horse trailer, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, in the middle of New Mexico at a very high elevation. And so it's a very real storm. But I had this idea pop into my head the other day, and I really wanted to get it to you because uh, I've sort of crossed something, a road, a path, a journey, uh, a, a chunk of my crucible, as we all have multiple ones, uh, in this process of the fear and the the state of demanding, you know, our attention out in the world on crisis after crisis after crisis. And uh, I will say, you know, I'm officially saturated. I can't deal with it anymore. Uh, I'm tired of the drama around it. Uh, yeah, something's probably going to happen, but that doesn't mean, you know, I have to get all jacked up about it. And so I'm working real hard to not pay a lot of attention other than briefly. And that is enhanced by the ability that I have zero, almost zero uh, connection to the wide world web of information. So I'm kind of in a black hole of information, so I may not be up to date on all the latest and greatest that's happening out there. But the basics of life just never change, right? And one of the basics of life is talking to you, people who I believe are called Wired for Danger. And while this may be your shining moment, if you listen to the last podcast, I talked about this idea of how uh, eventually you may shift out of the place where you can fight, want to fight, or are ready to consider a different way of fighting. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today because one of the things that happens is as you master all these processes within yourself, as you understand life and uh, cause and effect and the world in a bigger way, you know, first you have to go through that broken and betrayed period where, you know, all I did was try to help and I got burned. All I did was fight for you and I got burned. So there's usually a fair amount of betrayal that, that precedes wisdom and patience and a new way of looking at things and joy. And so uh, there to me is uh, a lot of joy, even in the midst of a lot of chaos. And one of the ways I'm very particularly wired, not everybody, in fact, I've never met anybody that has the same thing uh, consciously, the more negative the world is around me, the more positive I get. And the more positive the world around me is, the more negative I get. So I, I think what's happening for me, too, is the sound is getting turned up on the fear, fear, hate, hate, do, do, fight, fight, war, war. I tend to go in the opposite direction. And that, to me, is that leading edge way of being in the world because we don't need to sound the alarm that there's a problem. Now we need to lead the way out of the problem. And to me, that's the real wisdom 
of those of us who are no longer, you know, want to fight to the death, can fight to the death, or are still caught up in that war fight mode. That's the only way to win and or, which, you know, we all have to admit, be dangerous, which is a little bit fun. And so I was thinking about what is the joy of being dangerous in my perspective with this and you. And and I've been doing, you know, a lot of thinking about what I want, how I'm doing this and where I want to go and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm getting clearer and clearer that it just doesn't matter what you say because everybody hears something in their own way at their own time. And so there's no way to be a single voice for everybody all at the same time, right? And so I need to move into pause, into stillness, into the eye of the storm and not be so focused on being the storm, but I'm not willing to give up the dangerous poking at the storm process. And uh, while I was thinking about these things the last few days, it was come to my attention that there's been attempts to, uh, or they're attempting now to rewrite our literature, you know, things that we grew up with. So instead of just burning the books, now they're talking about rewriting Shakespeare and, uh, you know, things that are not subversive, but just not part of the existing culture of tyranny that's trying to be constructed around us. And so I thought, you know, that's a place where I could plant my seed in a way that would make me feel joyful, but still be a little subversive uh, and is dangerous because art you know, first imagination and then art change culture and culture changes politics and politics is where it all breaks down. Uh, and we're in this period right now where we keep thinking somehow politics is going to be the way out. And it never, ever, ever happens because the politician is the least ethical person, is the least interested in the greater good. Uh, and so it's not any kind of solution. Uh, and you can fight within the political world, but it's pretty much a losing battle at this point in time. But for those of us who like to be part of the, the trend or the world or the culture or the flow that says, no, I will not accept tyranny, uh, but we don't want to sit on the front line. We don't want to be the first responder anymore. We can find a lot of ways to be subversive and to activate that, that dangerous energy that's fun to be the push against the onslaught of being pushed at in a way that brings us joy. And for me, you know, that's the fun part of the art process. It's to be creative, to be clever, to be uh, subversive. I like that word. But whoever you are, you know, whether you're push, pull, pause, fight, flight, freeze, whoever you are, it it's not about art itself. It's about owning your own capacity to create your own life within whatever the, the world stage is, right? Shakespeare wrote, all the world's a stage and we are merely players. Well, we can't control the scenery. We can't control, you know, what happens in every act, but we surely can be participants and uh, how we want to act out our part in the world around us. And so, a lot of energy gets focused on, you know, the big, strong, muscular, special forces hero type, right? Or a strong political leader. And re realistically, other than story and symbol, they really don't do anything. They're just a reflection of the greater 
will underneath them that allows that to move forward. So they are the symbol itself of the energy. Uh, and you really want to, if you really want to be part of moving something forward, how can you be part of the solution? And part of being the solution is to be productive, creating what you want. You know, you've heard me talk about uh, growing food. Uh, you know, there's all these ways to be productive in a world that is in collapse because it's really no different right now than the alcoholic. If all the politicians disappeared, we would still be left with ourselves with the same problems and the same issues. And we wouldn't have any systems in place to move us forward because I don't think any of us want to continue, uh, you know, drinking crappy water, eating crappy food, uh, or participating in a world that is just all about observation, entertainment, and disassociation. I mean, I think that's what we're all really getting from the unveiling of the truth about what's behind all of that. Uh, and so art and culture are used to shape us as a way of control or as a way out. And that's sort of what par piqued my interest because, uh, you know, there's a de deliberate assault on beauty uh, on things that art that's beautiful, on uh, buildings that are beautiful, on uh, anything that creates beauty within whoever we are, men or women, masculine or feminine, it triggers something in us. It creates a space within ourselves that is not uh, part of the low vibrational negative darkness, whatever you want to call it, tyranny, blah, blah, blah. So I really like that. So I just wanted to plant this idea that as a person who is wired for danger or not, what could you do that would be dangerous to the system, uh, to your sense of safety, to your comfort zone, that would also bring you joy? It doesn't have to be subversive. It doesn't have to be about fighting tyranny. Uh, it really is about the joy itself, but it's how can you let that push in you out in a way that makes you smile? as opposed to, you know, the day in and day out drudgery of just trying to get through now or focusing all the time and attention and energy on those who are screaming, the sky is falling, right? At some point, we need to do some active, constructive things about the sky falling. Uh, and one of the things that makes me so happy is not just, you know, the ranchers and the farmers and those kind of people, is what you call the producers, the makers, the people who make stuff. And there's, you know, there's been a maker movement for a very long time. And what they create is handmade of excellent quality and has a style to it that is unique in their own. Uh, but there's not very much of it and they have to charge a lot. And so it doesn't fit into that cheap mass produced thing that we all have. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of a guy who makes these incredible backpacks and carry bags, you know, with distressed leather. And, you know, it started as just him and now he has a whole crew. Uh, I, I think his name is Meandering Maker. Uh, you know, there's people who are creating uh, amazing knives and um, all, you know, the, the carriers for them, the leather products. It's just a whole maker movement. And in their own way, that's an act of subversion. It's going against the mass produced consumer culture, uh, you know, creating 
offshoots of our existing systems. There's some, you know, when you look at how water has been filtered over the history of time, there are some wildly amazing things that have been done. I have no doubt that the creative spirit within human will rise if things go dark or they crash or whatever. We get through that. But I think there's a lot more joy in it right now because it's not a demand and a necessity and an urgency to really think about what would bring you joy that is dangerous to the movements around us that are trying to control and enslave us, right? Push us into these 15-minute cities. Control what we think, what we eat, what we see, where we go, how we go, how we interact. All these systems of control, uh, you know, are pushing at us. And you can push back directly at that system of control and you can get into a, you know a fighting match but nothing changes or you know there's the art of aikido aikido does not push against an attacker but uses the attacker's energy for the next movement and i say that's exactly our moment and there's a lot of joy in stepping you know if someone's trying to hit you and you can gracefully step out of the way and use that energy that was being pushed at you to then just bypass it, leaving you free to move on and go about your business. And so it's sort of an Aikido principle I'm talking about. Instead of fighting at what's happening to us, how can we take the energy of that? Meaning, for me, the energy of trying to control what I read, what it says, what images I look at, what, what kind of beauty is not being put out into the world or I'm being told is beautiful. Instead of fighting that by protesting against it, instead, how do I take that same energy of creation, bypass the fight against it and create something that brings me joy? And we can do that in every aspect of our life. I haven't figured out how to do it with Haven yet. We're buddy. <laughs> she is a poop-eating machine. I was trying to think uh, this principle, like how could I make that something for good? And, you know, she moves from poop to digging holes to eating anything that moves. And I thought, you know, I can't. I need to just get a fenced area that has no poop in it. The only way I will, I think, get around the whole poop fest is to create a space of that will make her happy, but that is not filled with all those things I don't want her to have. And that's really the way we can look at what's coming down the pike. Not yelling, stop, stop doing that, because I can't control the other animals or back in Yuma, the other people, right? I can't make everybody stop pooping everywhere. Uh, but it's my responsibility to figure out how to create a world for her it's not all about the poop. I, all of my dogs do that. They say it's a nutritional thing. I don't understand that because their nutrition is pretty good. So, But it's the same thing with everything happening to us. You know, if the food is being corrupted, I don't want to eat bugs. And so I've been focused on, uh, you know, bison and sheep. How can I get those into my, uh, my uh, eating schedule, right? How can we step away from what we don't want and let it just take the energy to go by us 
you know, just go on by and it will fall down from its own weight because without any, you know, if you're throwing a punch and it doesn't impact with anything, mostly it just throws you off balance unless you're a very effective boxer, right? You just, you throw a punch, you throw your whole body weight behind it. And if there's nothing there to receive that energy, it usually makes the person fall down. Well, that's exactly, you know, what's happening with these systems of control is if there's no resistance to the, the punch, then it has nowhere to go and you've already left the scene and are creating your own environment. So this is going to be a short one because I'm not 100% sure I can get it up. But how as someone who is dangerous, filled with the danger wiring system within yourself or not, how can you take the energy of what's going on around that and create something that brings you joy? Now, you may not get the joy of being subversive like some of us will, but there's joy in creating something that that sparks joy or comfort or uh, healing or something positive in somebody else. There's nothing to replace that feeling. It just doesn't feel good to to complain and judge and tear down. And uh, I swear, if any one more person tries to tell me all the bad things that are, that's all anybody in my little world right now wants to do is tell me about all the bad things happening. I'm tired of that. It's nothing I can do about it at this point. It's tipped to the scale. It's going to go forward the way it's going to go forward. I am taking my power back by choosing to bypass all the push at me the fight at me, the attempts to control me, because if I don't engage energetically with it, it has nowhere to go but to pass me by. And I want to create something that creates joy within me. I don't want to put that energy fighting against what I don't want. So I just wanted to plant that seed. Uh, Oh, she is on fire. So that's about as much as I can do before she's going to knock me in the microphone here. So deep breath. Uh, Let's just hope the next 24 hours aren't too bad. I think I have enough uh, supply tucked in to get through it. And with that, my friends, I hopefully will see those of you who are invested in this process again on Friday.